What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Careful Boys. Today we have with us special guest Christian Pierce. Hey, yes, be careful. Hey, we were in the middle of a of a really good situation where you wanted to ask him something. I thought was really interesting. Part two, 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 two. So Christian's a part of the same era that when we were doing skits and stuff on YouTube, mm -hmm. and um, it's been pretty much ten years ish since then, right? Around that time. Yeah. But <clears throat> a lot has changed people's tastes in comedy and what is acceptable and all that stuff has changed and I feel like it's gotten to this point where people don't even talk about the change openly that much right and what's okay and what's whatever it's just this taboo topic but I wanted to hear your thoughts on like all the things that's changed in comedy and you're still working in the industry um, and I feel like I'm out of touch because I'm not in Hollywood I just do whatever I want on YouTube but then even we like had a how to what do you call it like scale it back or be careful in a lot of ways but um how do you feel about the climate today and 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 do you miss the past or do you like where it's going or like yeah i don't love where it's i mean it's hard man because i'm always going to be down with like progress and like things moving forward like you know just that's it's inevitable you can't fight time you know what i mean you better like mm -hmm. figure out a way to like find your lane but with YouTube and like comedic content and that space, I will say there was a big shift between like when we were doing our thing and now, and I think it was because when we were doing our thing, we were watching traditional media, movies, TV, and trying to be like, okay, the thing that we see here is like, come up with original ideas and make your version of it, put it up, you know, your fans come. Then after us, the thing became conform. It became like do what everyone else is doing. Oh right, yeah. It was less That's about true. It was less about do original thing and just do what everyone else is doing because the value was less about the idea and it was more about getting famous. Yeah, the algorithm. Yeah, and like getting everyone was just copying each other. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. It was. It wasn't about like making good shit or shit you are proud of. It was about getting views. Every time I would go talk to kids, like I've been talking to kids at whatever conventions and schools and stuff for years. What do you do when you grow up? Every single time, without fail, they all say, "I want to be famous." Whoa. It's like the biggest thing you hear. It sounds like a joke almost, but I've been everywhere and like that's the first thing they say. And it's like, alright, we have to take that seriously then. Like, what does that mean? It's like, that's what is of value to them. Not making something, not even being a YouTuber, just being famous. I don't give a fuck how they- Doesn't matter, yeah. Not even no. a skill-based wow. Because when we were on YouTube coming up, <clears throat> we wanted to be good at that thing. Yeah. Like, music, sketch, comedy. Whatever yeah. skill that we wanted to do. I mean, fame yeah. was just because they loved what you did. Exactly. Not because of, because you have a lot of followers. Right. Right. That's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's weird, bro. And like, <clears throat> it's ultimately lazy. You know what I mean? And like, I think the internet and just like phones have done this to us. Like, we want the quickest route to something. Yeah. You want food now. You get to order it. Like, you want to hit a, a laugh now. You go to it. It's instant, right? So it's like, we want to be famous now. We want, because that comes with money or comes with this and that. People so to think. And with comedy, it's tough because I think cancel culture is a lot of the same laziness. Where it's like people get canceled, not because everyone has like voted that, like, yeah, this is a bad thing, this person shouldn't talk anymore. It's because it's way easier to push a hard problem to the side mm. and keep moving than to like dive in and dissect it. Mm. Yeah. So you have a few things happening right. here. Like, comedy is like dwindling on you know, the internet, which is like the main source of everything because people are just trying to do what everyone else is doing. So it becomes less original and just becomes a smaller pot. And then if someone makes a joke that's a little bit more out there and more original that might 
ruffle some feathers, it's like, get him the fuck out of here. Mm. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Sit down. Yeah. This yeah. is way easier. Sit down, original idea. <laughs> so I, like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Shit, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting how um, it's almost flipped to where, like, it's, it's almost like um, instead of being original and pushing against the grain, what's conforming now is what used to be revolutionary. So, like, so like let's say... Um, I don't know, like, like gay was taboo back in the day, but gay's now mainstream, right? So then things, it's almost like people are still fighting this fight that doesn't exist anymore, but you're actually the mainstream. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, there's no reason to fight. You don't need to fight against this. Right. There's no like, whatever. But then there's a lot of groups like, I think that's happening. So in comedy, things feel like, oh, you can't talk about that no more. And I'm like, wait, why? They're not a persecuted, persecuted group, and and then if you treat it like that, that's even worse. Yeah, right. yeah. I think it'll come back. I think racism coming back for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. I'm with. Yeah. Yeah. Come back, come back, baby. It's, it's like Make it great. History is repeating itself, right? It's like it comes and goes in patterns. The, the conforming people are now like the mainstream, but then that's gonna get super oversaturated as it already is, yeah. and then it's just gonna repeat. Mm. People's gonna bust out. I'm yeah, tired yeah, of yeah. fucking yeah. being so PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People are waiting, bro. Yeah. People are waiting. It is crazy how the internet and the whole algorithm and even the implications of the algorithm has changed the the landscape of comedy. Because I, to me, I'm like the the purest form of comedy to me is stand up, right? It's just you, your mic, and your audience, your immediate audience, your immediate feedback. But even then. The biggest comedians now aren't really the best comedians. It's the ones with podcasts. Mm. If you have a podcast and you can blow, and that is subject to the game of the internet. Yeah. So if you're good at the game of the internet, then your podcast is huge. And if you're huge, your tour is big, booked, right? Crazy. Yeah. The only like great that constantly gets booked is Dave Chappelle. But there's a lot of really insanely good comedians that are kind of overshadowed because they don't have podcasts. Right. And it's yeah, just crazy how the whole, yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. landscape just changed. Yep. I think you have to be, if you, love their, if you love your craft so much, you better find a way to adapt. Yeah. You can't yeah. be like, I love this shit, but I'm not doing a fucking podcast. Well, then you yeah. don't fucking love it enough, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it actually you makes your life easier because I see the reason why stand-up comedy changes because in the past, right, the only way to see a stand-up comedian was if you went to a comedy club and then you don't know this person. So the comedian has to build rapport in such a short period of time. Whereas like, if you fall upon a podcast, there's so much time to just get to know and build that rapport. So then when you get to the stage, they could be even funnier because you have that, oh, I remember that story he told on that yeah. podcast. And then he can advance on it. So like. I almost feel like that's what's happening in media too, right? So if you watch like traditional news, they have a format, they have a method, they have a way, they have to just have to quickly get through an interview. And then a lot of the times it comes off inauthentic, it comes off like fucked up because they're looking for like sound bites. So they're trying to trigger an emotion and then people hate that style of interview now. So then they see traditional media as like, you're a bunch of, you're full of shit, but it's just because they're locked into this old format. And I'm thinking maybe, Comedy's evolved in that sense too, where like now you can build like months of rapport with your favorite comedian. And then when you see him at a show, it's a completely different experience than when you were, if you were to just walk into like seeing a stand-up comedian like break through like real quick and, and make you laugh. And then you got those jokes. 
because it's it's just funny and you don't you don't know this person. But that's yeah. why I think what's crazy is I think stand up comedians are actually turning into influencers. Because that community building, yeah. that rapport, that's yeah. not stand up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Being, I think it's, it's changing a definition. Yeah, 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 like yeah, a yeah. True, I think a true stand up comedian makes you laugh about things you disagree with. Yeah. That, like, that's why, yes, dis- that's that's why comedy is such a powerful tool. Yeah. 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 Rock is great. Yeah. Like, things that you're like, oh, I took a hard stance on this. And they flip your script on you. Yeah. And like, oh shit, I yeah. see things yeah. a different yeah. way. Or yeah. shit you're afraid of. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're afraid of, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you laugh at That's why comedy's powerful. Yeah, like yeah. Louis C.K., like all the greats that are that, right? Yeah, that but if they make you laugh at inside jokes, <laughs> then that's just being like an influencer or a comedian. Right, like, yeah. The art of stand up comedy is like, is morphing into something else. Yeah, 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 yeah so, for so sure. Even though- I'm oh, sorry. No, I was just saying, like, we, we were at day, dinner last night. David was talking about how, like, all these stand up comedians, like, old school stand up comedians, their new specials now are kind of, like, less funny and, like, less about the jokes and just more about, like, talking about life and being a little bit more serious of its oh, own. Taylor right. Chappelle, man, he changed the game. You know what I mean? Right? right? Yeah. Like, and that's the standard. Yeah. Like, he's he's doing kind of like people will compare it to, like, George Carlin. Yeah, yeah. George Carlin for a while was like a jokey joke guy, and then right. later in his career, he, he was talking angry at the end. Though. Yeah, he was talking about like, cuts. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He was setting people on fire, but like with still jokes, but still talking about real stuff. And I right. feel like, like you said, the influencing part, because I think a lot of people looked for comedians for truth and inspiration, yeah. and actually having no filter, because they're like, oh, they're not. They're not by, backed by big corporations. <laughs> they're not yeah. sponsored by Pfizer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so they can buy me undies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy Athletic Greens, you know, <laughs> and better help. Yeah, yeah. But but that's all what it goes. Like they see them as those individuals, so it's easier for them to be like, yeah, that's what. Like they they can change how people think about stuff way easier than like a news channel nowadays. Yeah. It's funny because I don't know. Were any you guys like class clowns coming up like in school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely was like every single year, and it's yeah. like. When you are a class clown and you start hanging with other class clowns, like it is a very specific type of people. Now I can reflect on and look back and like, oh, we were the kind of guys who weren't afraid to break the rules. Not yeah, like yeah. in a cool fucking way. No, yeah. We were just like, we just didn't see authority the same with everybody else. We kind of always looked outside the lines. Yeah. And right, those are the people you might want to go to to like, here's some shit to shake up your own perspective. True, yeah. yeah. But if you keep shooting those people down, yeah. Or if like that lane keeps closing and it becomes just like making fucking funny gym videos, if that's the <laughs> 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 fuck funny. are we gonna do? Yeah. yeah. You know? One of my favorite clips is of Chappelle. <laughs> He's at like a small comedy club in the East Coast, and he was talking about how why comedy is so sacred. And he was like, every single thought, different thought that you can have in America, that opinion is being championed by at least one stand-up comedian somewhere. Mm. And he, that idea is being pushed out there, being tested against people, flipped around. Yeah. So like they are technically like the purveyors of free speech and even dissecting and understanding what free speech means. So that's why we have to keep comedy alive. And I'm yeah. like, damn, that's deep. Dude. That's facts. I wonder what happened though, because it's not like stand up. I mean, the people that are probably complaining now, they, ex- they were probably alive when Things were, you know, different ten, five years ago. So, like, what changed? Because people would say Gen Z is soft, but most of the people that are complaining, I would see different ages. I think the topics changed, but I think the essence of comedy never really went anywhere. Because, like, although it has like podcasts and specials, TikTok, whatever, there's so many different forms of comedy. But what didn't change? Like, what have you, what have you guys noticed that did not change in comedy? The big, the big related, the one thing I do like about like, not one thing, I like a lot of things about like TikTok is that um, 
you know, the big relatable videos that everyone can laugh at, I really appreciate those. Yeah. The quick ones that like, no matter who, who you are, everyone thinks this is yeah. funny. Yeah. There's something special about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think TikTok put a lot more of those to the forefront. Like a For Chinese sure. guy getting kicked in the nuts? Right. <laughs> always, always. That never not be funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not a comedy snob. I love slapstick. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Three Stooges kind of stuff, like fart jokes, like, it would never be not funny. Yeah. Like just simple primal stuff. Yeah. yeah. Even fart jokes, like on like yeah. a cerebral level, like you're just making fun of something everybody does. Right. But I'm sure somebody <laughs> else might take fucking seriously. Yeah. 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 yeah we all yeah, fart. IBS, dude, that's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> As a writer, do you have, how often do you run into the situation where, like, because I know you write so much stuff for yourself, mm. but since you also work in the industry and sometimes you might have to work with producers, how often does it come to a point where somebody uh, disapproves of something you've written and they're like, change that? Like That's for like too risky. PC reasons? Yeah, for any reason, yeah. It happens, That's, it happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty good at filtering those things out though. Cause I'm also like, if I think, I'll fight for a joke too. I'll be like, no, 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 this is gonna be okay and I'll tell you why. Mm. Like, oh. I'll, I'll definitely champion for like it to go a little bit across the line. Um, but there definitely are, if you're putting a show like on a network, like there's a team of people, and then there's another team, another team of people who are ready to like read those scripts and be like, nah, they just are looking out for something that could like trigger somebody. And then even then, you still have the editing phase, but they can still cut some shit out. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people mm -hmm. in the way of like, you know, risque jokes happening, but it happens all the fucking time. Have you been in the situation yet where you're like writing a film and then MPAA comes in and says, you're gonna get an R rating if you leave this in or something like that? We'll see with this one right now. Like, we'll see what happens. Like, it probably, it, no, it'll definitely be an R rating. This okay. movie, yeah. But like, I don't know what else they're gonna slap us with. I'll send you one of the scripts that we wrote. <laughs> and I really like this one, it's 30 seconds. Okay. It's our MMA movie. And at the time, this is pre-COVID, we sent it to a bunch of studios. And there's one person like, the person that read it, he was just like, this is absurd. Like, and he was just, I was just like, Honestly, this is like one of the funniest things I've ever read or we ever worked on. Because even thinking about just every scene, it's just so ridiculous. Like there's this one part, I don't want to ruin the movie even though we're never going to make it. But there's this, <laughs> part, like, this dad, he's a deadbeat dad that is divorced with his wife. And his wife hates him and his kid thinks he's a wagget. And uh, <laughs> and he, yeah. and but he's trying to rekindle. He's this fighter that's trying to rekindle his relationship with this with his son. In the most heart to heart moment of the film, like mid act two, while he's trying to have a heart to heart moment with this uh, with his kid, his ex wife's getting railed in the back. <sighs> so it's like, uh, uh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then he's trying to like explain to his kid like why he hasn't been around. <laughs> I just remember getting notes that's back good. like. This is absurd or whatever. And I was like, man, you guys. Have what? To that literally happened in Forrest Gump. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. See. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's no way ending that movie is more ridiculous than Cocaine Fucking Bear. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. About a bear who gets high on cocaine <laughs> and runs through the forest. <laughs> That's the other part of, I think, like Hollywood that's important is the networking. Because if the wrong person reads your project, yeah. oh, that's, it just goes yeah. to the bottom somewhere. Yeah. And the gatekeeping, yeah. yeah, depending on who's there. Yeah, because if he was like at the representative of the studio, he'd be like, oh, this is tight. Just great. Yeah, <laughs> run it up, run it up right now. Yeah. All the budgets. Yeah, I'm like, dude. Don't, give it, don't let people who you think 
don't let people read your shit if you aren't expecting a specific kind of like perspective from them. Like if I sometimes I get feedback from people, I'm like, yeah, but like you're a cynic, so like, that's good. I'm gonna take that into disconsideration. Or if someone's like, this is incredible, I'm like, yeah, but like you're too easy on stuff. So like I'll I'll kind of meet. You think everything is incredible? Uh, yeah, yeah but I never let I never let yeah. one person's opinion like tear me down or lift me up too high. I just kind of take it in the context of like who they are. Mm. Like yeah, well you might think this is good or bad because of that, you know. That's Some people, true. Yeah, I've had people tell me shit was trap or nah, this is like not it or you shouldn't do this. I'm like. Fucking, I sold the thing. Like yeah. you were wrong. <laughs> you don't yeah, know yeah, shit. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. 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 What do you think makes <laughs> makes a good writing partner? Ooh, collaboration is a very special gift or tool practice. I think. I think there should be classes in college talking about just collaboration, because like sure, yeah. the art of like making somebody something with someone else or with another group of people, like it's not always easy. Like you have to be akin to like their inclinations, like creatively, also just as a human. Like also like as like a friend kind of like what sets them off, what gets them tired, like what things they laugh at, like how do we get the energy back? So I think a good writing partner collaborator is like someone who's like flexible, who's like down to just kind of like bend as you know there's two people in the room like you guys are different. I think yeah. someone who is doesn't take criticism so hard that they let it kill their fucking mojo. Mm. That's the hardest thing. I can't That's work with people who really I'm like. Yeah. They're like, this is a good idea. I'm like, eh, I'm not really feeling that. The next one, they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and the rest of the day, we can't fucking work on anything because you're sad about that one bad joke. Yes, the whole room got brought down. <laughs> yeah, I will pitch a hundred bad jokes. I was like, I don't like that. Okay, next one, like, next one. Yeah. Did you ever write a sketch about writing partners? Because that's oh, pretty funny. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> is it relatable? Because I feel like anyone that's... Worked creatively in a group knows exactly yeah. all group those projects tropes. for high school. Yeah, yeah, Same yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know when I feel like that? <laughs> when I'm trying to figure out what to eat with my girl. Oh, mm -hmm. it's the same. Anything. And then the first thing, no. Sushi. Oh, oh. Fuck. <laughs> you said oh, we're gonna yes, start. Kumar, like, what? I'm worthless. Yeah. Like, why would you want that? That kills, I don't know. That, that's, that's, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that kills collaboration so quick. People who can't take criticism. Like, yeah. Also, like if I think an idea is good, I'm gonna pitch it to you every day until you yeah. think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I pitched. It was a sketch. Uh, oh, you guys know Steve Green? Yeah. He's been on this thing. Hell yeah. We did a viral video together on our channel called like when NFL refs if they play fantasy football. Nice. And like I, that was an idea. Like I had pitched Jimmy one. You're like, yeah, what if we do this thing? And he's like, nah, I'm not seeing. I'm like, okay. And then a year later, he starts playing fantasy football. I'm like, hey, what if we do this thing? He's like, that's a, yes, let's fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right, whatever. Like he wasn't feeling it at the time. Yeah. It wasn't the right time to make that yeah, shit. He was sure, yeah. Cool, you know what I mean? Yeah. I actually really like writing with Steve. We've written four movies with them. He's great. Because we'll do like our process is we'll book like a little retreat. And then we'll get an Airbnb like for four or five days. That's the way to do it. And then, so it's beginning and end. And then we have a one world rule, meaning like everyone is only looking at that one screen. So no one is off on their phone or no one is off on their computer because then now we're uh, disjointed. So we can have pen and paper, but we're contributing to the one project on mm. the screen. Unless we have breaks. Like, oh damn, fuck, what was that one thing? We need to like, do a little bit of research. Like, when were motorcycles invented? You know, and then we'll like all oh, break off. But then after we're done, we go back to... Yeah, yeah. And I really like that rule that he set in place. Oh, this is cool. Really yeah, exciting. sometimes yeah. we take days where like, me and Jimmy like, we had this one hardcore writer's block. We were at the show for Quibi a couple years ago. And we were stuck on this one episode for like literally like six days, which is crazy for us. We'd never get stuck for more than like a day, right? Or even half a day. And then like on the seventh day, we were just like, should we just do a bunch of mushrooms? Like, fuck this script. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, fuck this script. And we did a bunch of mushrooms. <laughs> and like two hours in, we're like, 
we have the best ideas. And we just like wrote all this shit down. Fuck yeah. Like went, you know, went home, went to sleep, woke up like, oh, those ideas probably suck. Woke up, no, dude, it was the best script oh, ever. Oh wow. <laughs> but it really nice was rule. just like taking the edge off of like the pressure of like what yeah. are we gonna do about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting in that rut. Because for how long you guys were in that rut for. Exactly. Right? We just yeah. all we could see was the rut. Mm. Just break away. So I guess that's flexibility, right? Someone who's just like trying to say, fuck this, and just like yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, MMA movie I was talking about, we wrote with Steve. Oh yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. I love Steve's work. Like cool. he's he's a he's good really guy. smart guy. Yeah, he's really so funny. funny. Yeah. Just, we hate him here. You got anything bad to say about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just said something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Colts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>